You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Born apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies and actors. Words. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Tommy, thank you so much for joining me. This this documentary was so like eye-opening. I it's unbelievable. Oh great. Thank you so much for wanting to talk to me. Uh, yeah, this is gonna. This is so cool. Um, so I I looked at the title right. Like you look at the key art, you look at Barney on the cover, and you know it's like I love you, and you're like you love me. And you're like whoa, 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 you hate me. Like you look back, you do like a double take, and you look right. at it because you want to go through the whole song. Right. So you know I have to go like right into being a Barney fan myself. I had my little baby bop and everything. I gotta okay. go like to the to the instance of why did you want to put this story out? Like I think it's been like this. 2010 since the last Barney episode like why did you feel the need to to share this well yeah I just you know stumbled upon an old newscast from 1993 it was a University of Nebraska Barney bashing event where all these uh Barney bashing uh college kids were like beating up Barney ripping up Barney at the end the newscaster was like well that's the future of our country right there it's like oh my god we're in that future now like you know obviously people are really filled with hate uh, so it's mm-hmm. like, what, what if we did a whole documentary where we explored like love and hate and where hate came from, but through the eyes of Barney the Dinosaur, where people seamlessly thought they were hating something without consequences, you know, and you could see how um, some of that Barney bashing did affect some people. And yeah, so that was kind of the idea. It was never like, oh, I need to make a documentary about Barney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you start thinking that when you first see it, it's so cool. Like, I'm, I can't wait for people to kind of check it out and see how it unravels because you start thinking that when you first look at it, you're like, well, why would they want to do this, you know, now about Barney? But it's, you know, the underlying, um, like you talk about the underlying identity of like hate and what hate means and how hate can destroy certain things um, yeah, and certain people. Most hate comes from like a, a, a beginning spot of mis, like misunderstanding something, yeah. you know? And like, you know, when you when you think about hate, like, you know, some so many people dehumanize the person that they're hating, you know? Right. And, and we try to humanize Barney so you can go, well, why did I do that? You know, why did I, why did I feel that particular way? Were you being a Barney fan? Maybe you have an experience where a certain age you learn to like, not like Barney just to fit in, you know, I'm not sure, but like I was a little too old for Barney. So I, I didn't necessarily, he, it wasn't something I connected with. That was more of a cookie monster kind of guy, you know? Yeah, I mean, I was a Sesame Street fan, too. Um, and yeah, definitely love the Cookie Monster. But I just don't even, like, this documentary had me going back, like, trying to search my memories to kind of think about it, to try to remember. Like, I don't know if it was, like, I started watching something else, if it was people in, in class. But, yeah, I definitely had, like, the Baby Bob. I remember sitting, singing a song. And then all of a sudden, you don't remember, like, when that switch happened. But maybe that's what it was part of. Maybe it was, like, that shift of everybody, like, not knowing what really happened. But all of a sudden, Barney wasn't cool anymore. And you don't think about it now as you get, as you like, older. Um, I'm in my 30s, so you don't think about it now. You're like, what? I don't, I don't even remember when I stopped watching Barney and when it wasn't a thing. I remember, like, you know, at a certain point, like, Green Day, it was, like, just not cool to, like, Green Day, you know? It was, yeah, like, the, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The Insomniac album. 
and you're just like you know i i you look back you're like why did i do that i loved that album you know but you just you're just like i don't know yeah you're just afraid to like have your own feelings and you just kind of follow the herd you know yeah and i'm curious too like going to going like you talked about like there was like a barney history fan club but i was like what i didn't even know this thing existed but i'm kind of right. curious like when you start the documentary or docuseries out um, people don't even want to sing the song, you know, like for various different reasons. Sure. So I'm curious when you're looking up the cast, the crew, what was the most shocking to you? Like, what was the most shocking reaction where you're like, look, I want to do this documentary. Do you mind talking to me about your experience? Shocking. Um, yeah. Or what, were you like more surprised? Was it somebody you were like, oh, I don't really expect them to talk to me about this, but they just started letting like everything, you know, out about how their experience was. Yeah, everyone was very kind individuals so everyone wanted like you know that everyone wanted to be as kind as possible uh but in, you know uh you know we're in a documentary you're talking about real things so right so the realer topics were more difficult for some to kind of talk about um you know david joiner it's very you know whenever we talk about uh barney you know someone always throws down the the vice article about uh him and his um tantric sex sex practice yeah. And I think a lot of people were nervous that I was talking to him and to see that, you know, it was interesting to hang out with David because I, I, we filmed with David a couple different times and, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting to see people's relationship around him, you know? And uh, yeah, I guess that was just, just like, it was, you, I was, it was always interesting to see how people react to talking about David. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I guess because what what I thought was interesting too that I think a lot of people will find is that you don't think about the body. There's somebody in the physical suit and there's the right. voice. Right, which is uncommon. You know, like Carol Spanning was Big Bird. Like he was the voice and body. Right. You know? uh, was Kevin Clash was Elmo, you know, like always, you know, well, the voice and body, you know. But, but Barney was very different in that there was a man as mm. the body. Yeah. And there was a man in the voice. And I think it took both of them to really make Barney as special as he was. Yeah, and I think some of the, I'm curious too, was there any, were you surprised? Um, and I guess you, kind of your take on this, cause you kind of asked this in the documentary or kind of justice in the documentary. But when you think about um, the Leach family and like how they were tied to this to this film, were you, was there something where you were taking it back where they didn't want to participate or did you kind of understand it? I understood it, you know, I mean like, you know, the, the Barney bashing was always something that the company never really addressed, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, so much so that like the writer, uh, Stephen White of the Barney movie wanted to kind of make a character that hated Barney, you know, and yeah. as drafts sort of went down the line, that kind of went away and it's kind of there in a little bit, but they never really addressed some of the Barney bashing. So you know, if I made a documentary called I Love You about Barney, I, I could see Cheryl wanting to be a part of it. But once you add that hate, it's yeah. something that is a part of her mantra and a part of her way. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's just, you know, she's like, she just doesn't, she, she looks at like negativity as like flies. She just like shut, sort of sh shoes it away, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's using some of her words. But um yeah she just I think once you start getting hate and the dislike for Barney because in some ways she talks about all the time in the press Barney was her son you know so when Barney's getting bashed you know it's like her kid being bashed so why why bring that up 
And when you talk about, I guess, Shirley, and then like I thought it was fascinating the moms that were behind this as well. Right. I'm curious, what do you what do you think or like what do you want parents to take away? Because I thought there were so many lessons in just like listening to your child your children, you know, like what kind of occupies your children, what do your children learn, like what captivates them that you learn from this from this docuseries? Well, there's a couple different things there. You know, I mean, there's one, there's the idea that, you know, Barney was this iconic character that was mm-hmm. probably one of the biggest kids show characters ever you know and it wasn't created by like some executive in new york or some executive in la it was created by you know a stay-at-home school teaching mom you know it was someone that had a child uh and saw a hole in the market saw her kid needed something and decided to make that you know and i think that says so much about you know just believing yourself and and knowing what your child sort of wants or needs but then also, you know, where it comes to the, some of the Barney bashing parents, you know, like, sure, like, you know, some things could be annoying, you know, mm-hmm. but like, what does it matter if your kid likes it? You know, like you can't, here's your, your child learning relationships with someone that, he, you know, he or she wasn't introduced to through your parents or through family, but someone they chose to love. Yeah. And then the parents then going, well, I don't like, I don't like Barney. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like that's, something you'd want to do to your kid you know uh, yeah so yeah and I loved um um I loved hearing when you had like the different kind of expert different takes on like throughout the docuseries when you had Steve Burns um oh, yeah. for those who don't know you know that did the, the host of Blue's Clues and I thought that was so fascinating and he would say things like well okay so we had a problem with the fact that there was you couldn't find any flaws of Barney right like right. why was that making people so angry that, you know, they couldn't find certain things, you know, it's like, it's just a, like you said, you could easily turn a television show off. Like you didn't have to look at it. It's a human condition to like, you know, see something perfect and want to crack, like put a hole in it. You know, it's mm. like, you know, there's like, oh, well, if this thing is perfect, even though no, it's a fictional character, you know, it's like, well, what does that say about me? It makes, it reminds you how less perfect you are. Yeah, And when Steve Burns talks about like broken characters like Bert or Big Bird, who mm. are just like, broken character we're all broken you know we're all broken in some sense yeah so when the character is just like like shiny and not that you know you feel the need to like want to uh you know pop that bubble as steve would say or or just sort of bash it would you ever want to do like a steve burn like a little blues clue sort of behind the scenes like are you thinking to take this on the road to do more docuseries because i find this so interesting and i'm just curious i love steve you know and I, i i was just at comic con with him uh seeing him speak to his fans and it's uh yeah i would love to to do something with steve again you know i mean he he was certainly something special and stole the scene stole the movie i think yeah uh, in our film and yeah i mean he's just he's just so smart he's so 90s uh and uh yeah i would love to do something with steve yeah, I just like, cause like I said, when I first looked at it, I was so nervous to watch this because I didn't want, like, I was like, what am I going to find out that I didn't want to know? But right. it was so curious and it takes you down. It, it, it was so just interesting and it takes you down this rabbit hole where now you're thinking, you're like, well, what about this? I watched on Nickelodeon. What about this? How did this person that said in this suit felt, you know, about when they were like this huge star, like millions of people looking at them, how did they really feel? Yeah. I mean, I like to think we were respectful to everyone too. So yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like, um, I think Bob Singleton, the, the music director of Barney said it the best. He's like, we're all human beings. You know, we're all flawed. We all had 
bad things happened to us, but it, at deep down, they all loved each other, you know, and they came together and made this, this wonderful character. And kind of wrap it up here. Cause I could keep going all day, but I want people to go in yeah. and dive in um, and get that, that, that real reaction of it. But I kind of wanted to end here with, um, just what, speaking of respect and giving everybody their, their side of the story and getting them a chance to kind of vent, you brought in an um, anti-hate activist, which I thought was so interesting to kind of round everything out. So it wasn't just like one perspective and you get everybody's take and everybody's thoughts. Why did you decide to do that? You know, we started, you know, we watched a couple of TED Talks of like former hate people, like, what's like you know, they're former neo-Nazis, you know? So it was interesting to see the thing, the way they spoke about hate in the way they did. And it's like, you know, when, when Mr. Rogers or any sort of kids programming would teach anything, they try to teach it in the simplest form possible, you know? And, and I think, you know, uh, when we spoke to our former neo-Nazi, uh, she, she had mentioned um, that, yeah, it's like hating Barney and hating anything that she hated are different, but some of the behaviors are quite similar, you know? Yeah. And you could see, you know, the reasons people hated Barney or could be certain reasons why people hate any sort of, you know, um, religion or group of people or, you know, different football team or different politics person, you know, it's, it's all these sort of the same sort of situations. So if we learn that how maybe this behavior towards Barney is inappropriate and unnecessary, it could yeah. be applied to any sort of other thing as well. Do you yeah, feel like absolutely. Say it again. Do you feel like that came across? Yeah, I, I feel like it, it It was such a, like I said, I was so nervous because I was like, well, is this going to change like how I felt about Barney? Is it going to bash one way or the other? But it was so bringing in that activist, getting to hear the cast from the very beginning, it gave you two perspectives. So you could yeah. fall either way. You got a fair shot at just thinking about what is your, at the end of the day, what is your opinion of Barney? It wasn't swaying me one way or the other. It's just like, what do you think? Yeah, I don't think she spoke about Barney in any particular different way than the, some of the Barney people, maybe some of the Barney bashers, you know, but yeah. like, you know, it's just kind of showing that it's like, well, wh why, like the things you hate say more about you than anything else. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, and absolutely. I think, you know, when you look at the I hate Barney secret society guy, it's quite obvious once, once you start yeah. talking to him and hearing from him, you're like, oh, well, this is why. right. You know, it's yep. very obvious. Yep. And like, even like, you know, if anyone hated Barney at the time, it's just like, it just, it just, what, what am I really feeling? You know? Yeah. Like, and then it's not, it's not Barney, you know, it's, it's what Barney is triggering inside me, you know? Exactly. Absolutely. And you don't realize that till you get to the end of it. It's just like, it's well done. It's so fascinating because you don't realize, like I said, you don't realize the underlining, the underlying meaning of hate and what that does to people and how that transforms people. Through this yeah. character, you know, it's yeah. not even about Barney at the end of the day when you finish it, you know. Yeah, yeah, we like we try to make these sort of like Trojan horse movies, you know, and and yeah. I think Bob West says it in the movie where it's like Barney was like a mirror to all the things mm -hmm. we didn't like about ourselves, you know, yep. and that's and I think that shows with some of the you know with the Jihad destroy Barney uh, guy or the hate Barney society, you know, or Travis the college. Yep. Student. So yeah. Well, I hope they go check it out. Uh, Peacock, right? Yeah, Peacock. So October. go get on Peacock, you guys. Yeah, October 12th, you guys. Check it out. You will not be disappointed. Let me tell you right now, if you're a fan, if you're on the other side, you need to hear these perspectives. It's something for everybody at the end of this. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tommy. I appreciate I it. I hope you didn't hear my kids, uh, like, You know off. what? They were having, you know, Barney was about, all the kids had fun. So, you know, you have to have a little kid element of, of somehow, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. I think my brain froze for a moment, but I think they all left to the grandma's house right now. So, <laughs> uh, you know, hey, just a time, right? Kids always know the, the, the right time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> time. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Brodnax and Ryan Bennett. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Spotify.